TGIF listeners, welcome to the Professionally Silly Podcast. I'm your audible boo-thang, Amber Smiles-Jones, and uh, if you are a new listener, welcome to the silly, and for this episode, um, the creepy, um, this is the podcast where we discuss ghost stories, true crime, and crazy shit I find online, hosted by me, the dopest solo podcaster and YouTuber ever born, or at least that's what my mom says. Okay, I want to go ahead and shout out all of my dope-ass listeners, new and returning, because you guys, you could be anywhere right now, and you, you picked me. You picked me, and I love you so hard for it. So, what's new with me this week? Uh, nothing extraordinary, but... I did put up a bonus YouTube video this past Wednesday. I um, ended up going to my favorite Mexican restaurant uh, for Cinco de Mayo, El Zarape on Melrose uh, here in Los Angeles, California. They aren't open to the public to dine in yet because of the pandemic, obviously, but they are open for delivery and takeout and things like that. So yeah, so the owner who has now grown to be a friend, invited invited my viewers and I back into the kitchen and uh, showed us how they make how they make and prepare uh, one of their most popular dishes. And I'm going to ruin the pronunciation because I do all the time. I think it's mocajete azteca. I think that's how you say it. And it's it's so delicious and it has so much fucking food. I'm talking cheese, grilled veggies, several types of meat. <laughs> it had um, chorizo, carne, which is like, you know, steak, chicken, carnitas, which is like pork. Also, uh, chicken is pollo in Spanish. I'm just, my Spanish speaking skills are fire right now. Fire. Okay, my, maybe not speaking skills. <laughs> I just remember those. Um, but yeah, it was like this like amazing um, red sauce that they put on top of all of that. And it was sprinkled with pico de gallo. Oh, my, my God, it was amazing. I even shared um, a little history about Cinco de Mayo because let's be honest. OK, a lot of us celebrate these holidays and have no idea what they're about. No idea. Now, Cinco de Mayo and St. Patrick's Day, in my opinion, are definitely amongst those holidays that people celebrate just to get drunk and, and, you know, out of their minds and just do stupid shit, overeat, you know, but I, I, but they don't know why, you know, so I decided to drop some knowledge on the domes of all these people. I'm just dropping knowledge bombs on all these motherfuckers. But um, <laughs> it is a lot of fun. So be sure to go ahead and check out that, uh, my last video. I'll try that Cinco de Mayo edition. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm hungry just thinking about it. Oh my God. <laughs> so last week, we discussed some creepy ghost stories and even had our first ghost listener stories. So I'm super excited about that. So make sure you guys check that out. It was creepy as fuck, but we had a lot of fun. And you, <laughs> so if you have not yet heard that episode, go ahead and take a listen to after this one, because it, it's a lot of fun. This week, we are going to talk about an extremely haunted location here in California called Griffith Park. The history behind this place is insane and definitely explains why so much paranormal activity has been experienced there. Hell, I've been there myself and performed my own paranormal investigation. I have. It's, it was... 
yeah <laughs> so if you guys want to go ahead and check that out it's on my youtube channel professionally silly it's a part of the paranormal blacktivity playlist and i'll be sure to include that the link to the uh, paranormal blacktivity videos in the um in the show notes so before we jump into the creepy if you're listening to this podcast on an apple device do me a favor motherfucker um <laughs> hook me up with five star rating pretty please and a written review on the professionally silly podcast on apple podcast you do that and there is pretty much a guarantee i will read your comment <laughs> on air because why the fuck not i only got like six of them um, <laughs> I know it's a lot to ask. I know it's a lot to ask, but pretty please. <laughs> All right. Especially if you're doing it on Apple podcasts. So that'd be great. It just excites me to know uh, that it's a possibility that my podcast could grow and leaving comments and five star reviews is uh, pretty much the best way to help to help it grow. So that will be dope. Being a solo podcaster ain't easy. <laughs> Also, if you want to join in on the silly, you can always call slash text my Google voice number as well. I want to hear what you got to say. 805-664-1828. All right, so let's go ahead and dig into Griffith Park and its haunting history. Here we are, guys. The abandoned LA Zoo look at this this is fucking this is crazy be careful I have a fever hope it's not coronavirus well that's obviously new what the fuck was that okay if you can you uncross the rods if that's really you if you're here if there's someone here can you uncross the rods it's like they want to Rita. <laughs> Rita. Oh my God. Can you tell me what color is on her sweatshirt? It's black and. Her black again. Wait, did they just say Weaver? What's Weaver? That's my last name. Are you fucking kidding me? What the hell was that? Man, I certainly hope that you guys enjoyed that trailer for my Paranormal Blacktivity video where I went to go visit Old LA Zoo, which is located in Griffith Park. You're going to want to check out that Paranormal video because uh, shit got real. <laughs> you heard the little spirit box session. We actually got a chance to communicate with some spirits, so it was wild. <laughs> so today, I want to tell you about the extremely haunted Griffith Park here in Los Angeles, California. Now, Griffith Park is off Crystal Springs Drive, and it is a huge, gorgeous park. Now, it's also a, um, it's also way, way larger than I initially thought, and it's a little over 4,200 acres, and it's also considered to be the second largest park in California, but it's also one of the largest parks in our country. 
Now, within within the park, um, we've got the Los Angeles Zoo, which you can check out that video on my paranormal activity um, <clears throat> video. Okay, we've got the Griffith Observatory, the Museum of American West of the American West, a merry-go-round, uh, a travel town train museum, the Greek amphitheater, the Hollywood sign, and lots and lots of like horse and hiking trails. Not to mention tons of paranormal activity. Pretty much all over the fucking place. <laughs> it's a beautiful disaster. So the history explains why the paranormal activity is so frequent. Now, I want to share with you guys a little bit of history of Griffith Park. A lot of things that I did not touch on my paranormal activity video because I wasn't even, I wasn't aware. <laughs> I wasn't aware <laughs> about a lot of the stuff until recently. So I want to share some with you. Now, Griffith Park definitely suffered uh, lots of bad luck over the years. In 1933, there was a fire that left 29 people dead and 150 more people injured. Now, at the moment in time, this was considered to be one of the most deadliest fires in Los Angeles history. Now, when you add together all the other unfortunate and more current deaths, uh, no wonder so many people have experienced such 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 paranormal activities all over the place over the centuries. So in, in 1863, excuse me, this dude named Don Antonio Feliz died of smallpox. Now he had a sister named Soledad and a teenage, um, a teenage niece named Donna Petronilla. I hope I said her name right. <laughs> so when Don Antonio Feliz passed away, according to his will, he didn't leave his fortune or land to his family. He actually left it to Don Antonio Cornell. Now, apparently, this dude visited Don Antonio Feliz. And yes, yes, they both have the same name. Don Antonio. It, it was probably like Ashley or Michael back then. You know, those everybody's had those names. So, um, so anyways... Apparently, this dude, Don Antonio Felice, uh, was on his deathbed. And uh, Don Antonio Cornell visited him and brought his own lawyer with him. The fucking nerve of this guy. So Cornell, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to call him Cornell. So tired of saying Don Antonio Cornell's lot. So Cornell and his attorney supposedly drew up a new will. And the story is that they used a stick, like a branch, like a tree wood, piece of wood. Yeah. Used a stick to move Don Antonio Felice's head to make him nod an agreement to the new will, which is completely fucked up. So Don Antonio Cornell got the land plus lots of his money and his family, well, they got jack shit. So now obviously Don Antonio Felice's uh, niece, Donna Petronilla, which I gotta say, you know, Donna, Don, it's like they didn't even try. It is. Okay. His niece, Donna Petronilla was pissed off as fuck because she didn't get shit. So, legend has it, she decided to curse the land. Now, Don Cornell, uh, Don Antonio Cornell, he and um, anyone who helped him get away with what he did, and this included the judge that helped um, uphold that bullshit-ass will. Now, Donna died not long um Donna died not long after casting the curse, but like I said, everyone who owned that land or had anything to do with it 
fell to very, very, very bad luck. Now the lawyer, uh, excuse me, Donna died not long after catching this, the, the curse, like I said, and the lawyer that helped Don Cornell was shot dead, shot just pop, 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 dead as fuck. Okay. And, and then the, uh, the judge who also helped uphold this bullshit as well, he died too. So Don Cornell's family, and here's the, this is like the, uh, what the fuck kind of thing. Don Cornell's family, they all began to slowly die off. I mean, we're talking, I mean, we're talking about the 1800s, you know, cholera, dysentery. Like if you cut your, your finger, it got infected and you died. Like it was just not the best time to be alive. Um, (laughs) just being honest. Now, after Don, um, Don Antonio's family slowly began to die off and he began to slowly lose all of his fortune that he fucking stole. <laughs> Even their, um, their farmland, their, their farmland animals were, were dying off their cows, their sheep, all of them were just dying. The land was dying. And it's also to be said that a fire destroyed the greens, the greenery and the grasshoppers devoured the crops. You know, and anyone who owned the land from then on suffered misfortune or even death. Now, that's some fucked up ass shit. Now, I'll tell you this. I live in Los Angeles, California, and we are prone to have a lot of wildfires. So I don't know if this curse is true or not. I'm definitely not going to fucking question it because I don't want to be a part of it. (laughs) I'm good. I'm going to say, yes, it's all gospel. Everything I'm saying is 100% true. 100% fact, and I'm saying this to protect myself. Now, it is said, it's said that Don Antonio Feliz has been seen riding the park trails at night, or sometimes even during the day, and you can hear him laughing. It's, that's creepy, just like, and then just, just a, just, just laughter, and there's no one around, that would freak me out. (laughs) His niece, Donna, um, has also been seen wandering around dressed in white, and there's Our Lady in white because there's always at least one. <laughs> there's Our Lady dressed in white. And uh, later on down the line, a man named Griffith J. Griffith. I shit you not. His name is Griffith Griffith. Yep. Yep. His parents are dicks. So <laughs> it's a horrible name. Griffith eventually um, became the owner of the property and decided to donate it to the city so that he could rid himself of that cursed ass land. Hence, Griffith Park being the name. Whew. Yeah, y'all. Let me tell you something. That park is haunted as fuck. Hey, gamer. My trusted companion, confidant, slash spirit animal. I don't know if I can convey to the audience how great this podcast is within 60 seconds. Wait, what? I mean, yeah, it's called the OD Podcast because all the information and things you may learn here may cause you an overdose. What? I mean, yeah, if you come here with an open mind, heart, perspective, you'll leave with everything plus some laughter. Yeah. What? What'd you say? I mean, yeah, we talk about everything under the sun, around the sun, and in the cosmos. Yeah, 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 that's true. Huh? What? And yeah, it's a perfect place to work on your verbal roundhouses. Damn it, I chose wisely. You heard him here, folks, all right? Here at the OD Podcast, where doses may vary, you get everything you need to become a better person and less of a jerk, all right? Come join us. We promise you'll learn 
and leave with something amazing. We love you. Come stay with us. Yes, yes, yes. Make sure you guys go ahead and check out the OD podcast. It's actually a lot of fun. And it's very interesting to hear sometimes, sometimes hear a man's point of view on, on the world and a good man at that. So make sure you guys go ahead and check out the OD podcast featuring DJ Hey Cousin. <laughs> I love Wes. His real name is Wesley Roberts. He's an actor. He is a podcaster. He is a content creator. And he's dope as fuck. All right. So let's go ahead and get to the rest of this, uh, the creepiness of Griffith Park. All right. So next up, there is, um, okay, this is a little creepy, but I'm not... I'm not really sure if I actually believe in this one or not. There is a talk of a scary creature being seen out there. Kind of um, another urban legend, I guess you could say. Sort of like the uh, the chupacabra, you know. Um, I, I, <laughs> I hope I said that right. I probably didn't. But this whole thing, is it's just it just feels so 80s to me. You know, like, I don't know, like sometimes things just feel 80s. <laughs> just things just feel 80s. And this one, <laughs> this is one of those moments. It just seems like complete bullshit to me, but there are people who believe in this creature. So if you know any history about Griffith Park or the old LA Zoo, I should probably mention this because I do not want a bunch of email. This bitch, she can't capture the history of Griffith Park and she doesn't talk about the Griffith Park beast. Yeah, the Griffith Park beast. (laughs) Uh, There are so many people who believe in this creature, so let's talk about them. So supposedly... In October 2005, which not very surprising because Halloween, uh, there three guys were at the park super late at night and they claimed that they saw a creature that had green skin and red hair. Now, they were all asked to draw specifically what they saw and apparently all three of them drew the same type of creature. It looked exactly alike. Now, they said that it had really long legs and long feet. They said that it moved. Uh, when it moved, it, it, it moved in long, huge strides. Its back was bent backwards and its neck was super long and was also kind of bent forward. They said it didn't seem like a form that a human being could bend him or herself into. They said that... um that his eyes were black and you could still see the whiteness, the whites in the eyes. I, I don't know. It, it, it kind of sounds like they're trying to describe a, 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 were, a werewolf. Like, like, like Jacob is now chilling in the woods. <laughs> that was a Twilight reference. If this was the early 2000s, that joke would have nailed. But, <laughs> but can we be honest here? The Twilight werewolves were big as fuck. If I came across a Twilight werewolf, I think I would just... I think I would just shit. I think I would just shit on myself and pray to God that the scent of that would drive that massive beast away from me. That that's I would just shit immediately. <laughs> you can't get on me about that. Those werewolves are the size of Volkswagens, if not bigger. <laughs> shit, man. All right. So <laughs> back to the story. There are now there have now been many, many, many uh, other sightings of of this beast of Griffith Park. But why did I say beast or beast, beast? I want all of you listening right now to say beast as super hard as you can. I want you to pronounce every letter in the word beast. I just spit all over my leg. Okay. 
<laughs> I don't know why I did that. But yeah, a lot of people say that they um that they can see this beast of Griffith Park, but no one's ever been able to get a very clear image of this beast, at least nothing that I could I could find. Um kind of, I I guess you can kind of describe his or her, I don't know what the beast is, but you can describe its legend. It's very similar to like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster sightings, you know? No one's really got a clear photo of any of those things. I'm not sure if I believe in Bigfoot. I'm not sure if I believe in Loch Ness, but there are a lot of people who do and take that shit personal if you say aloud that you don't. So for all those psychotic ass people out there listening to this, um, I believe in everything you believe in. The sky is purple. You tell me that, I'll I'll believe you. Just, you know, do not kill me (laughs) or haunt me. Shit. (laughs) But I can tell you this for a fact. There are a lot of wild animals in in that area. Not even just that area, in the state alone, especially coyotes. You know, it's it's over 4,200 acres of land. So yeah, there's going to be tons of wildlife. And coyotes... I don't know if y'all know this, but those motherfuckers tend to run in packs. That sounds like a dog. I feel like I nailed that. That was pretty good. I should do like voice acting or something. (laughs) But um, I remember a while back when I first moved to Los Angeles. Funny enough, I actually lived in Los Feliz or at least like a two minute walk from Los Feliz, the city of Los Feliz, LA. And to be honest with you, I remember getting home after, off work pretty late because I was a bartender at the time at this place called Jules Catch One. It's off of uh, West Pico in, um, in Los Angeles. And I used to be a bartender there. And, um, oh, God, it was a fun-ass job. <laughs> but when I, sometimes as a bartender, especially if you're bartending at clubs or bars, by the time you get home, it's about four, five, sometimes six in the morning, depending on how big you know, your club or bar is and how much work has to be done before you can go home. But I remember there were there was a time that I got home like super late. I think it was like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Like the sun was starting to be like, what's going on, bitches? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I remember walking to my apartment, which is already scary as fuck. It's still dark outside. I was like, oh, I'm going to get assaulted somehow. I just know there's like a series of rapists and serial killers waiting for me around this corner. I was wrong. Uh, it was three coyotes. Okay. I, I did not know what to do. I didn't like I, did, I didn't Google what to do if you run across a, a pack of wolves or coyotes or what I didn't know what to do. So I just kind of um, I, I, I kept going towards my home. I didn't make any any uh, sudden movements. I, I, I pretty much glided as smoothly as I could. I didn't appear rigid or afraid. I definitely did not run. Now, that's the one thing I know you don't run any animal domesticated or not, once you start running, they want to give in the chase. Now, if you're likely domesticated animal might just want to play with you and tackle you and, you know, but a wild animal probably wants to bite your jugular. That's just rip that off your, your neck. Um, Just, I'm making great like animal sounds today, but I, I, um, I walked slowly home and I was looking around, but by the time I got towards, I think I was like three apartments, three apartment buildings away from my building. And then I saw there were two coyotes behind me. And then there was another one that was kind of in front of me, but across the street. 
And that kind of freaked me out. So, I mean, I had my keys out ready and it was one of those things where I was terrified, you know, like in the movies when they're, when you're all scared and they drop their keys and they're like trying to get their keys before the killer gets them. I held my keys so tight in my hand. By the time I got into my apartment, you could see the impression of my keys in my hand. There is no way in hell I'll drop my keys, bending over, showing this fat, delicious, juicy black ass <laughs> to these coyotes. So yeah, that is a thing that happened. That is a thing that happened. <laughs> I forgot about that. So, and, and also, to be honest with you, those dudes, those three guys that were at the park super late and they spotted this um, Griffith Park beast, <laughs> uh, they were probably doing what people in Los Angeles love to do, getting high and drunk and hallucinated the whole thing. I'm high right now. Weed is legal here. Leave me alone. <laughs> So who remembers the Hollywood sign? You know, it's not like it's a national landmark that's recognized all over the world, whatever, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Well, it's haunted as fuck. I just thought you guys should know that. (laughs) With over 4,200 acres of land, Griffith Park has definitely gathered a lot of history and energy. The merry-go-round and the observatory have had many ghostly sightings. And if you're a paranormal investigator, this is the perfect place to investigate because it's public property. So that means you ain't got to pay. <laughs> well, except maybe to get there, depending if you need like an Uber or whatever. But it's free to get there and it's awesome. It's free to investigate there and that's awesome. Um, but I can only imagine how much energy that that location has soaked up over the not just years, but centuries. And uh, you know, all the ups and downs of everyone who ever set foot there. Can you imagine Now, one of the reasons that they say that a home or a house or a building would be haunted is that because the walls and the floors and the land around that just soaks up all the energy from everything that's happened, you know, in the past. And when new when new people come around, sometimes they can experience uh, they can experience those those experiences. (laughs) That sounds kind of weird. They can experience those experiences with the spirits, even though. They may not want to do that, <laughs> but there is, um, there was a woman named Peg Intswistle, which I'm pretty sure I said her name wrong. It's E-N-T and then the word whistle, Intswistle, Intswistle, I don't know. Um, I think it's Polish, <laughs> but she, she, Peg, she desperately wanted to be an actress and moved to Los Angeles in order to do that. However, she was a theater actress in New York. And I can tell you from experience, because I'm an actor, I actually have a degree in performing arts, self brag, <laughs> look, self horn beep, boop, boop, beat my own horn there. Um, but she was a theater actress. And I can tell you, you know, act, film acting and theater acting are very different. For instance, in film acting, the camera can pretty much get any part of you and then zoom in. There is no room for error. However, you can get a take one, a take two, and even a take 25, depending on your director and how much time y'all have. So, but in theater acting, everything is live. You got to be extra. You got to be loud. You got to be high energy, you know? So it's, it's very, very different, very different. Anywho. Um, (laughs) and everyone, to be honest with you, not everyone can do both. 
Not everyone can be a theater actor and a film actor. And Peg was definitely one of those people who could not do both. Now, she lit up the stage in theater in New York, but when she moved to Los Angeles for film, things did not go the way that she expected. She became extremely depressed because she was not successful in catching her dream. So unfortunately, she decided to climb up onto the Hollywood sign on the letter H to be precise, and she jumped to her death in September 1932. Now, of course, many people over the years have reported seeing a woman near the sign matching her description, and she was even dressed in the type of clothing that she would have worn at that time. And there have been a few people who have even said that they saw a woman jump off the letter H. And of course, when it was checked out, there was no body to be found. Uh, I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I myself have not experienced that. I can see the Hollywood sign from my apartment. If I sit on the floor and tilt my head to the left, I can see it. <laughs> but I cannot imagine visiting the Hollywood sign and thinking that I witnessed someone kill themselves. That that's the kind of shit that can scar you, paranormal or not. That is some scary shit. Holy fuck. Now, <laughs> I definitely need to go back to many areas of Griffith Park and do some investigations because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My Paranormal Black Activity series is going to get a lot, of, uh, a lot of play from Griffith Park in the future, hopefully. So, knock on wood on that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, maybe I should do a more detailed podcast episode on the Hollywood sign. I don't know. Let me know if that's something you guys would be interested in me doing on my Twitter page at It's Pro Silly. Once again, at It's Pro Silly. Dumb and Busted has been called, quote, one of America's greatest treasures by three out of three hosts of the show. Dumb and Busted is a weekly true crime comedy podcast with stories of exceptionally smart and insanely dumb crimes. Comedian Hunter Donaldson has hailed it as the greatest thing to come out of Portland since comedian Hunter Donaldson, who is me, also a host of the show. Podcasters Allison Copeland and Hannah Ether praise Dumb and Busted as, quote, found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Just more rave reviews from two other people who host the show. Catch us every Thursday and follow us at Dumb and Busted on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Crime you later! Griffith Park has endless hauntings and sightings, as I've been saying this entire podcast episode. But another haunted location at Griffith Park is a certain picnic table. Now, I myself have not been to this location yet, but I definitely fucking want to. So let's talk about the haunted picnic table number 29, and it's located about two miles from Griffith Park Observatory. You can't miss it because there is a giant tree on top of it. This big ass tree just lays there in the middle of the table, almost splitting it in half. And when you when you get a little bit closer to the table, you will most likely see ribbons, gifts, flowers, crosses, and notes left around the table and tree. You can even see spray painting on the table that says Rip, Rand, and Nancy. So legend has it that in 1976 on Halloween, on Halloween night, once again on Halloween, there was a young couple, Rand Garrett and Nancy Jensen, that decided to do the nasty on the picnic, on the bench of the picnic table, 29. 
But while they were getting hot and sweaty, a huge tree branch fell from above and crushed them both to death. Now, I I certainly hope they got to finish first. Shit. Um, (laughs) Oh, that joke was in bad taste, but so am I. Um, after, After the funeral, someone, for some stupid ass reason, decided to spread their ashes where they died. Who the fuck wants their ashes spread where they ate it? Not me. Like, bury me, bury a bitch somewhere awesome, you know, where I didn't die. There's a lot of places I didn't die. There's like so many, (laughs) so many options. So anyways, that particular area has been haunted for the last few decades, honestly. And there were even times where um, the city would hire people to remove the tree, but something was keeping them from doing their jobs. The the people, the, the, the construction workers or whatever, landscape artists, whatever you want to call them, they would hear voices saying, leave us alone next time you die. Like there was, there was one, which is creepy as fuck. I don't want to be told I'm going to die. Like what the fuck? There was one tree cutter in particular who went to try to remove the tree and he turned on this chainsaw and, you know, started to get to work. But every time he turned his chainsaw on, he would feel extremely cold bursts of, of, of wind come through and then he would hear the voices. But when he turned the chainsaw off, everything would go back to normal. So the tree is still there till this day. And I believe I, mean, I, I, I believe it is important that uh, that uh, paranormal black activity is uh gets there and does a paranormal investigation because how how do I not <laughs> You know as I've mentioned before I've been to Griffith Park a couple of times I've done an investigation um near the old LA Zoo we we got a chance to kind of sneak into the animal area where you know where they don't keep them anymore obviously and um I <laughs> It was it was it was a very interesting moment. I heard voices. I felt cool breeze. I heard animals uh, sounds that I couldn't locate where they were. But, you know, 4,200 acres of land, there's a good chance that they probably were real animals. I don't really know. But my plan is definitely to go back to the different popular spots of Griffith Park and do paranormal investigations there. Maybe I'll break out the spirit box, the dowsing rods, K2 meter, what have you. Maybe I'll go even old school, you know, who knows? But there is a lot of amazing stories there. (laughs) A lot of interesting experiences. So if you want to check out uh, my Paranormal Black Activity series, once again, I'll make sure that I put the link down in um, in the show notes so you can go ahead and check that out. There are two videos of that I did for the old LA Zoo. Uh, part one, we go into the zoo area during the daytime. And then part two, we do a paranormal investigation next to a random old abandoned hearse that we found in the parking lot that was actually right next to the zoo. Shit got real. Shit got real. <laughs> if there is anything that you beautiful souls can take from this podcast episode, it's there is history Everywhere and anywhere can be haunted. Ghosts are like spiders. You're always at least six feet from one. Anywho, sleep well tonight. <laughs> Professionally silly life rules. This this episode um, 
was fun, but also a little creepy. <laughs> creepy as fuck when you think about it. 4,200 acres of land that's haunted as fuck. Ugh, that's a lot of land. I am so glad I'm going to mow the lawn there. Good Lord. Shout out to uh, Wikipedia, weird, weirdca.com, and Ghost Town Podcast. They all played a uh, small part in helping me when it came to doing some of the research for this podcast episode. Also, want to go ahead and shout out the amazing Toil and Trouble podcast. They invited me to guest host um, not too long ago. It was like, was it like last week, week before last? And uh, I told her about Griffith Park and the interesting hauntings behind it. And she also had a very interesting story to share with me as well. So it was an insane episode, a lot of fun, and it should be up in the next couple of weeks on the Toil and Trouble podcast, which can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other platforms. So make sure you guys check that out. Oh man, it should be up in the next few weeks. So um, make sure you subscribe to their amazing podcast and take a listen. Um, So I have a couple of shout outs that I want to make. Well, I don't really know if I can use their first or last name. So I'm going to use first names and last initials. We've got Carolyn B and Erica C. Uh, They both donated to the Professionally Silly YouTube channel and podcast. And I, I, I was shocked, shocked as fuck when I got the notification uh, from my PayPal. And I, to be honest with you, I barely expect reviews for my podcast, let alone people donating their, their, their hard-earned money to Pro Silly, you know, t- to me. I, I, you know, so I can keep doing what I'm doing, you know, creating amazing content for my dope-ass supporters. You know, this shit, this shit is not free. It's free for you. <laughs> but it takes a lot uh, to make to make this content on YouTube and on the podcast, you know. But yeah, Erica left me a message along with her PayPal donation. I'm going to go ahead and share this with you. Um, it says you received. I don't want to say the amount, but I. Well, it's actually going to tell me. Never mind. It's in the thing. You received forty dollars and ninety two cents from Erica C. And it says, sorry, it's only forty bucks coming from Canada that coming from Canada, it's 60 bucks. So (laughs) I just wanted to support a great person, influencer, personality that brings me joy always, but especially during this crazy fucking time in history. Stay safe. I'm worried about the USA and happy to be in Canada. Listen, Erica, I cannot blame you. I'm trying to get in there too. But stay safe and spend this money on some sick weed at your dispensary to stay sane. <laughs> Kissy face emoji, star faced emoji in the Canadian flag. I love it. <laughs> oh, wow. And technically, she spent $60. Technically. So, Erica, thank you so much for your donation. I will spend 20 of that on some bud. I promise. I mean, you said to do that in the letter. It would be it would be it would be rude. If I didn't spend some of it on some weed. So I'll do that. But the rest of it is going to go into my savings so that I can uh, get better equipment and things like that for my podcast and my YouTube channel. So Erica, you rock ass. Caroline, Caroline B or Carolyn B. I'm probably saying your name wrong. You rock ass as well. I did not get a message from her, but I did get the money. So I want to let you know. Thank you so much, both of you, for your for your donations. Once again, if you have a story that you want to share on this podcast, email it to me 
And the email for this podcast is it's professionally silly at gmail.com. It's professionally silly at gmail.com. It can be uh, ghost stories, true crime stories, alien stories, confessions, embarrassing moments, or whatever you want. Maybe you just want to write in and say, I love your podcast and your skin is so sexy and I can't wait to marry you or maybe not that that sounds a little creepy never mind 86 that but yeah write in let me know what's popping you know what i'm saying this podcast you know we we cover a lot a lot of amazing shit a lot of interesting things so i'm i'm one day i i am hoping to do um full listener story episodes in the future where there's just nothing but listener stories for that uh, specific episode and you can be anonymous if you would like just let me know in your email Oh, and you can still hit me up on um, Instagram and Twitter for this podcast. And you can find both of those at It's Pro Silly. Once again, at It's Pro Silly is the Instagram and Twitter page uh, for this podcast. So I haven't had it very long. I'm still trying to catch up on the IG for It's Pro Silly. So I'm behind this foot. Give me a moment. <laughs> and I currently, I currently hope people will... Um, will share my content with others because I work super hard on my podcast and my YouTube channel and I'm super proud of my of my visual and audible silliness so share make sure you share with as many people as you can and let's help the smile squad grow you know oh yeah (laughs) if you want to check out my 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 paranormal black tv videos like i said i'll make sure that i include the link down below in the show notes where you can find those videos i certainly hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast episode and let me know by leaving a five-star rating and written review on apple podcasts or any of the podcast platforms that does allow reviewing but especially on apple Podcasts. <laughs> the more reviews i get the better chance my podcast has to make the charts and whatnot you know and also puts this podcast on some sort of algorithm that um that could start suggesting my podcast to people who are just kind of scrolling through looking for something fun to listen to plus you can always hit me up on Twitter once more at It's Pro Silly. See, I have to self-plug. I have to. I have to tell people what I'm doing, where I am, where I can be found, because I'm the only one. I need y'all help. <laughs> Before I end this, I want to go ahead and shout out all of my fellow kick-ass podcasters. Y'all doing the damn thing. Entertaining the world audibly with your kick-assness keep doing that. So make sure those of you, if you've got other podcasts that you just love, you let those podcasters know how much you enjoy the hard work that they put in, you know, hit them up on social media, leave them comments and reviews on their podcast. Just show, show them that you support them. And and to do that, it don't cost you shit, nothing but maybe 30 seconds of your time. You know what I'm saying? Once again, guys, thank you so much for joining me, um, every week on this podcast. It, um, It makes my chest cavity warm as fuck. It does. So make sure you guys check out the show notes from um, below for some bonus information, like my social media info. I've got World's Greatest Videos, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and a YouTube channel. Once again, it's called Professionally Silly. And um, yeah, follow, subscribe, share, like me, whatever. 
<laughs> Once again, I'm your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones, and thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. Feel free to call in about any episode of Professionally Silly that you've heard through the Anchor app, or you can uh, call slash text my Google Voice number. Uh, you know, do that, do that. 805-664-1828. Once again, 805-664-1828. Until next time, my loves, watch where you step. There are pieces of shit everywhere. <laughs> and if you're all caught up on the silly, check out these dope-ass podcast promos from a few of my favorite podcasts. listeners check out our podcast i said goddamn we're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by two besties who like to share messed up cases that make you say goddamn every sunday we try to one-up each other's story by sharing a horrific case the other has never heard of along the way we splash in some wildly inappropriate jokes and colorful language listen every sunday from any of your favorite podcast directories also follow us on twitter at isgd podcast or visit our website isgdpodcast.com I'm your host, Taylor Renee. And I'm Isaiah. We're back. We're still fat and we still have fucking opinions. And I also struggle with skinny jeans specifically because a lot of times men's skinny jeans, the calf to ankle ratio on skinny jeans is really important. If you have to constantly tell someone that you're not a liar, mm-hmm. chances are you lie a lot. So I could see how you would get to, if you have to constantly say you love your body, chances are you don't love it. Mm-hmm. But you also have to think about how large bodies are seen in society right. and how we would need to kind of overcompensate with mm-hmm. us telling you that we do love our bodies because it's hard to believe at first. It's not my goal to inconvenience you by being fat. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to make that clear. It's like when you have leftovers in the fridge and you come home from work ready to eat your leftovers just to find out that that bitch-ass nigga sleeping in your bed ate your leftovers. I want to say shake and go wigs. You know, when it says it on the package that you take it out and you shake it and then you go, does that say mean that you should do that? It means that you, you know, should put some time and energy into crafting this wig so that it feels good and it looks good on your head. Welcome to Fat People with Opinions, bitch. You shouldn't ever call me a fat-ass Kelly Price. 
Are you into the secret histories of exorcisms, Christmas massacres, killdozers, and concert disasters? How about haunted mansions, the Philadelphia Experiment, the Dorm of Death, or candy corn? Then you're going to love Ghost Town, a hilarious and sometimes not so hilarious twice-weekly podcast. On Wednesdays, we discuss the secret history of an abandoned, unexplored, haunted, or mysterious place from anywhere in the world. And on Fridays, we cover an amazing historical failure from any time in history. Ghost Town is 100% safe and legal. We guarantee it. It's also fun, spooky, and can contain a riot, a massacre, a murder, or an arch deluxe. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this this is Ghost Ghost Town. Town. And you can find Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts.